welcome to this episode, episode 103 of Reviews from the Crawl Space. I am Douglas, and that over there is... Vicky, scratching her head. <laughs> Vicky. Um, <clears throat> start out by saying, follow us on the Twitters, at, at RFTCS1, and on the Instagrams, at review, just as Reviews from the Crawl Space is one solid little block there. And from both of those places, we uh, post stuff about the current episode that we're working on, and links to past episodes, and you can see all the album covers on Instagrams that we, all the albums that we've covered, and for better or worse, it's all it's all there, so you can check it out. And I'm sure if you're listening to it, you found us. But you know, we're on the anchors, we're on the Spotify's, we're on the Apple's, we're all of them, Google's, mm-hmm. we're everywhere. Check everywhere you can, where you listen to your favorite. We podcast. like to make sure that the three people who listen to our show have easy access to it. <laughs> We made it available on lots of platforms. Lots of platforms. So, and I will say too, before we get started here uh, with this one, that today's episode has triggered a bit of a, a change in how we go forward <coughs> in that. Sorry, <coughs> I just had some water. I'm choking on it. Uh, and going forward that we won't allow there to be two albums of the same artist anymore. Um particularly of artists we don't like. <laughs> yeah, if it was two albums by Led Zeppelin. Yeah, it was Zeppelin or, be, uh, or Queen. Fuck yeah. would be like, shit, okay. But uh, this one was like, no, we it, it kind of causes a lot of problems. <laughs> it's just, well, especially because of the genre. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's just, it's just, it's so... And then the the, the, one, the one album that la- is left, you know, especially if it's sandwiched between two, you know, sh- turds, then... It makes it harder to two shiny turds. To it, has, it makes it harder to really appreciate and listen to it because you're just like I just your brain is so angered by what we just heard. So, what do you have for us today on on episode one hundred and three? Okay, so today, if you're a country music fan, and particularly a David Allen Co fan, you'll be happy to hear this episode. Or not, depending. Uh, <laughs> the three albums that we have today are David Allen Co. Uh, his album Rides Again, David Allen Coe and his album Hello In There, Dave Edmonds, Repeat When Necessary. Learned a couple of things in this one. Uh, yeah, well, for me it was more about reinforcing things I already knew. <laughs> but, let's right. get started with David Allen Coe's Ride, David Allen Coe's Rides, Rides Again. Again. David Allen Coe is an American singer and songwriter. He took up music after spending much of his early life in reform schools and prison. Originally, his style of music was mostly blues, but then he turned to country and became a major part of the outlaw country scene. His rebellious attitude, wild image, and unconventional lifestyle won of lots of fans, won him lots of fans, but hindered his mainstream success by alienating him alienating him from the music industry establishment. Yeah, and well, that's a really generous way to put some of that stuff, too. Thank you. Because it's, it's like a bit of whitewashing there. <laughs> yeah, there is so much. My brain kind of hurts because there was just He's so a, much. He was a Mormon. Group inspiration. Was Mormon. He like, lived, so he much had information out there about polygamy. him. Yeah, well, I'll talk uh, about that a little bit. Oh, you do? Later. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize. I thought you were kind of moving on there. So, okay. Oh, I'll, no, no, I'll, no, no. I'll shut up no, and no. you can move on with the. He continues to be popular, a very popular performer. Uh, Rides Again was his seventh studio album. 
Which was, I have to say, was surprising. Seven already. Fourth with Columbia. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and it was released in 1977. An interesting thing about this song, and I recognized it, or this album, I recognized it the first time we listened to it, mm-hmm. is that the songs all crossfaded without the usual silences in between. Oh, on the second side only. I didn't, I didn't, was it on the first side as well? It just says the, the songs crossfaded. And huh. I definitely, I, I'm with you. You definitely pointed out on the second side, and it's quite obvious because they just, like you said, they just rolled. Might together. have just missed it on the first side. Yeah, we just know. weren't. Yeah. Because it's not something that. Yeah, your brain doesn't click it, into it. It's not it. usual. So. No. Usually, there's, there's defined breaks between songs, and. And I had a really, really hard time trying to figure out. What to talk about him like. His life is so colorful and well. You just do the and... do the general outline, like like. So you that's have. the general outline. The producer was named Rod Bledsoe. Uh, producing credit, he's got seventy six producing credits to his name. Uh, Vicky Carr, Roger Miller, Earl Scruggs, not uh, anyone in particular, I guess. Uh, the track listing on this album is Willie Whalen and Me, the house we've been calling home, which explores polygamy. Young Dallas Cowboy, A Sense of Humor, A Pumpkin Center Barn Dance, and a reprise of Willie, Whalen, and Me. Mm-hmm. Side B is Lately I've Been Thinking Too Much Lately. Yeah, that's quite a mouthful. Laid Back and Wasted, which both songs are hardcore alcohol and drug uh, songs. Crushing, Failure, Lost Loves, like that's what those two are about. Under Rachel's Wing is a honky-tonk ballad. Uh, greener than than the grass we laid on, and if this ain't country, we'll kick your asses. That's the rest of it. But it's uh, and there's a nice racial slur in that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of the many things. Uh, well, a few things I'm talk about is that he <laughs> limited himself to one of only only one N word in this album. So good for this racist piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. Good for him. Although his child fucking ways. To hear him talk, he is not racist. Oh, I saw, get, I saw. Actors get to do all of that yeah, stuff and yeah, say yeah. those words. You're fucking outlaw country in your lifestyle. <laughs> Please re- spare me the bullshit. The rent time on this album is 39, 34 minutes and 19 seconds. I can tell by all the color, colored people that hang out. Well, oh, nope, just white. Just white. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that people say is they can't deny his ability to write stellar country songs and sing them with. Stunning conviction. Conviction. Um, he remained uncompromising when it came to lifestyle and language, and it kept him off the country playlists and award shows. It's more than that. So he's sure, chosen to sure, live his maybe, life his way. Maybe he can, but that's like, but so fucking what? I mean, who cares? Lots of people can write songs and shit, but like, in this one, most of the songs. The problem with him is that he's full of shit. He's like a drunk, drugged out fucking redneck asshole liar. who like, li- a liar yeah. who fucking rides the coattails of other more successful like the first song is the greatest example of that he just inserts himself into this thing yeah, yeah. and just like into you know the into the outlaw it's like oh we we all did this and then from what i read everywhere these guys couldn't wait to like fucking get away from him yeah and in fact there was one talking about that wailing jennings actually played guitar on the first song but then left during recording. It was like, why the fuck did I ever agree to do this? And left and never came back. Because he, he, like I said, that's the part of the problem. He's a fucking liar. And it, it's quite clear in his... It's like it's like listening to a certain president's speech from a few years ago. It's bullshit. 
and he's trying to be grandiose and brag or brag a lot and be like, oh, I did it. it no, he's fucking a sad person, man. He's a sad, angry douchebag. Well, and the other thing too that I thought was kind of funny, which is I the way that he inserted himself into that, yeah, that country, yep. uh, the outlaw country, outlaw country, was that they were in, they were doing a concert and Whalen was up singing. And he just drove his motorcycle yeah. right up onto the stage. Yeah, because he's part of because yeah, he was in a motorcycle gang. Yeah. And went and uh, started singing, and then Willie Nelson came out, and and that was it. That was his big claim that, to fame. That yeah. was his, yeah, that was his, his mind in his mind, his inclusion. Now I'm in, sure some of these things will make you uh, or could help be uh, an excellent songwriter for sure, because you can make up these stories and bullshit and try and convey them. But yeah, it's just like. And I, when I when I read that same thing, then I think about songs like the Pumpkin Center Barn Dance, and, and you're like, how you say he's a great writer, and but that that song is fucking trash. There's like half this album is garbage. Half of this. Um, on the next album, I did write down like I put a little DAC beside. I think this. I think this album is only like we'll say thirty minutes long. It's maybe thirty two. Thirty four nineteen. Oh, thirty four. So yeah. half of that thirty four is just pure pure junk. Yeah. And it because it gets into like. And it's funny, I was reading it before, but I thought the same thing we were listening to it. It gets into, like, the novelty songs, the joke songs. And it's like, so which is it? Are you going to do the fucking joke songs? You're, like, a racist weird owl? Or are you going to do the fucking outlaw, outlaw country? Yeah, like, yeah. Really? So it's like, that he doesn't have any focus. And it's so weird. It's like... He's oh. done a lot of albums, too, which... Oh, no doubt. Yeah, just it's a lot of It's all the same albums. kind of whining. Um... What else was I, I hate the city. I love him? the city. I hate the country. I love the country. Well, and that was his. I hate you. I can fuck any chick I want. Oh, baby, come back. It's it's terrible. Well, that's just typical but country. I don't though. I don't care for it. It's just like mm, like some of the harder uh, old school hardcore gangster rap. I just don't care. Yeah. It's just a nose. I got it. Whatever. I don't. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't agree. Don't agree with any of it. I don't care for your genre. Yeah, I don't care for your genre, and I'm not, and I'm saying if there's people out there, if you like the outlaw country, you, if you like this stuff, you probably like this stuff, and and that's cool. Uh, I do not. Yeah, um, yeah, he was known a pretty well known liar. Yeah. If there was something else that he thought would be a better story, that's what he went with instead of the truth. Yeah, and it's just it's just like oh, we're listening to it, like just the first time through. All right, like I think I remember saying to you, like what. <laughs> fucking he's just like a braggart piece of shit like you know he's fucking making stuff up as he's going along you know it's just ah it's just like somebody's drunk un racist uncle who made an album God, a bunch yeah. of albums a bunch of albums yeah unfortunately um, two of them are here for context yeah. the before album was long-haired redneck in 1976 and after was texas moon released in 1977 holy shit so he's put it like well, now, was that one of his underground or an actual under under Columbia Records? Because wow, the next one came out in seventy seven, so that's two a year. Well, he did do a couple a year in a year, and uh, he's got his own record label as well. Yeah. That he that he put albums out on in the meantime. well, yeah, because nobody else would touch them because they were X-rated. Well, he would he would do one with Columbia, then he'd go put one out on his own, and then he'd do another with Columbia. Yeah, yeah, and the, and the ones they were they like were he did like six they albums were called with them. they were called the underground albums or something like that. They yeah. were just like like hardcore raunchy like that's one thing that always makes me laugh and uh, kind of a side note it makes me think of uh the guy who did pd wheat straw and uh oh fuck i can't remember we just rudy rudy moore the guy we just uh Reddy murphy played him in the documentary mm. about uh, uh yeah anyways 
it just kind of some of it kind of reminds me of that because like that was one thing he did back in the days. People don't realize they, the comedy albums, like the especially if they couldn't yeah, they couldn't get the mainstream ones, they, they wanted to put out something that was kind of like raunchier and shit like that. They had a lot of swearing on. You had to do it your own way, yeah. and that's what he was doing. Was like use the money, use the money you get from the, the the studio or whatever the real record company, then go make your own trash, and then just keep feeding the monkey that way. So now he's written some fantastic songs, like yeah, that's that's Tanya the, Tucker. That's did the one of his songs. Uh, that's uh, the thing. Is like, will you lay with me in a field of stone? I think that was her that did it. Oh really? What's that? Oh okay. Sorry, so I was thinking it was this album. It's not, no, 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 no. It no, was no, a specific no. specific song he wrote. No, for... like he's he's given his songs or lent yeah. his songs yeah. to other artists who have been quite successful with them. If want to be popular, and yeah. he can really apparently write love songs. You know, very intelligent love songs. So he's wow, a contradiction, then, man. Yeah, I was gonna say because I didn't hear any, any intelligent, intelligent love songs on there. I no, no, no. So I don't know where that came in, and that's why I keep hearing about just all this great stuff. But I don't. know. Two albums here. I don't fucking catch any of it. <laughs> like yeah, said. because other artists are doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think that's like probably he, did, he wrote that song. Take this job and shove it. No, I know. Is another one of yep. his songs that he wrote. No, and I. That's probably what I was gonna say. He probably is better that way it's like chris christopherson it's like he writes songs for other people i mean he can play them himself but they're not as fucking good let somebody else do it yeah sometimes <laughs> Jeez, <whatever. laughs> i like uh chris christopherson anyways okay no no, no but yes but the point is that he's like i could write well enough that you give them to other people and other people can make them hits gotcha. so is that he's like a little right factor that's fine then as long as i don't have to hear him sing them or play them i'm fine with that just like Christopherson. <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding. I don't mind him. Especially compared to this shit. And that's the other thing. This is just like, the whole time, I just, I cannot listen to this music and not just think of some asshole sitting there blowing on a jug the whole time. Boop, 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 boop. The whole time. That's all I hear. It's just jug blowing, fucking cattle fucking. Anyways. I know, I, I cannot stand this shit. This is such toxic bullshit. I think I'm going to ask for some edits in this episode. Really? No, go what, ahead. No, what do you want edited? No, go ahead. <laughs> so, Rides Again, David Allen Co. Uh, Columbia Records, KC, KC 34310, Canada, 1977. Uh, original. And I, I wrote this down because uh, I, every time I see it, it usually ends up being an album I hate. Uh, the, the, it's listed as folk world country. No, it's on not. on yeah, it is on. Well, Discogs. it's listed that, but it certainly isn't. And that. to me, that's like that's like the, the, the three horsemen of the apocalypse in this case. It's just like this is going to be a bad time when I see folk world country. I should just like go run away. So the condition... Set the, it on fire. Yeah. Just right away, don't even listen to it. Just set it on fire and be like, ah. Oh. Uh, the condition. Uh, cover, it was okay. Uh, if you, It needs a new glue. The glue is broken, but once that's glued back together, it's, it's in yeah, fine... It's not too bad. It's, it's okay. Um, the sleeve is just plain paper. It's, that's definitely not original. It's kind of fall apart. The vinyl's in mostly good condition. I did notice there was one notable, noticeable scratch on the first side... But it didn't affect the play at all, so I'm not too worried about that. Uh, the audio was okay, and this this is going to my re my review for the audio is going to be the same for the next album. Is that it's okay, not as good or bad as it could be, but I am surprised it wasn't better, uh, especially the next one, which which is a little 
newer and probably had a bit more experience that I was kind of surprised it didn't sound. Yeah, because the <clears throat> producers that he has has are pretty good pedigree too. So okay, you think it would be better? Better, yeah. And it's just like, and like I said, it's not that it's bad sound at all. It just mm, could have been a, just a little bit put more. Oh, did you, did you drop it? I dropped my <laughs> okay. pen. Okay. Uh, album design by David Allen Coe himself and Bill Barnes. Uh, photography by J. Clark Thomas and Bill Barnes again. Uh, <clears throat> so David himself, David Allen Coe, has two credits, and it's for this and his previous album, uh, album before this called Family Family Album. That's not the one you said it was, was it? No, Long-Haired Redneck. Huh. And on Discogs, it said the one before this was Family Album. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Maybe it's not directly. Maybe it's like... The maybe same, the same year he, as, or maybe it's when he put out on his own. Uh, oh, yeah, well, that would that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So, anyways, that's these only two credits. Uh, Bill, an American graphic designer and head of Barnes and Co., obviously with his name, has two hundred ninety four credits. Uh, first time on the show, which is weird because I really thought we'd seen this guy before. He's worked with Johnny Cash, Ronnie Millsap, and Tanya Tucker. Anytime I get a chance to throw Ronnie Millsap in there, he's going in there. <laughs> And it's chock full of them in this episode. Uh, and Jay Clark, a photographer from Nashville, twenty eight credits to his twenty eight credits to his name. Uh, Freddie uh, Freddie Weller, uh, George Jones, and James Talley. And that's it for me. All right, Discogs one for sale from nineteen dollars and twenty cents. Fifty six people have it. Forty five people want it. It gets rated 3.67 out of 5 with three people rating the album. Resale value $10.24, $18.10, and $19.99. I'm going to say too that, I mean, definitely shitting on this, some of this David Allen Co. Outlaw Country jug blower stuff. But I don't want to do that for the whole genre though, because I like Willie and some of that Waylon wasn't too bad. But I like Willie and some of those guys, so I, and Johnny oh, Cash. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, So yeah. I, I don't want to like seem like I just I'm gonna shut down the whole genre. That's not true. I just fucking hate this guy. Yeah. So I just want to make everything he stands for. Yeah, and I just want to make that clear that that's not damning a genre to him because honestly, he, as far as I'm concerned, I'm sure he's there in the other. He's not really the genre. He's just a tag-along of the yeah, genre. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely not the genre. So that's, I just want to put that clear while I'm shitting on this. It's not, because like I said, well, I, just recently when we did our recapping, of uh, Willie Nelson's, one or two of his albums were on my talk list. Yeah. So yeah. just chill, people. This guy's a joke blower. That's fine. <laughs> All right, Boop. so Boop. the Boop. second album. Boop. Hello in there. <laughs> oh shit, we're just right on. What'd you give it? Oh, sorry. I was just like plowing through. I know you want to get rid of this my episode, This episode has made me angry. It has, yes. No, it has, it's been a bad episode. Uh, I give it a one out of five because I, get, I just don't care. Yeah, I gave it a zero. I just said burn it with fire. It's been a while since we had a good old burn with fire. So. That's true. This album will be it. Okay. Yes, let's move on. To the next one. Oh, look, it's a... Same, same guy. Another David Allen Coe. <laughs> oh. uh, Hello in there. Released in 1983. This record was broken into two sections. The countryside and the city side. Uh, although it says beyond this, no apparent concept is evident. So I don't remember whether it sounded city and country on the different sides, but that's what... No, and I, I kind of 
like I, I saw that so too. So it, it may be broken down, but I don't think there's any follow through. I, I saw that too, and I, and I thought, actually, that was one of my comments about the first one. I thought it was the same kind of thing where he just whined about life in one place or the other, and it was either the city or the country. Yeah, so yeah. I didn't think it was specific to this album. I thought it was just kind of his overall, yeah, that's, overall that's, theme. That's what the research oh, okay. says. Hmm. Uh, it went to number 38 on the country charts, which just surprises me. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that album. I'm surprised, sorry, I'm actually I was surprised if it wasn't higher than that. That it didn't go up higher than 38? Yeah. Hmm. Because it's just like, uh, so kind of mainstreamy compared to the last one. Yeah. And it's got some better songs on it written by other people. Yeah. So that's kind of why. Uh, producer on this album was Billy Sherrell, uh, 10,000, 10,000. 1,057 producing Still, credits that's, to his name. Yeah, that's a lot. That's, I think, the most that I've ever seen yeah. anybody that we've... Uh, Bobby Vinton, the Staples Singers, Cliff Richard, Tammy Wynette, and Charlie Rich. Uh, track listing on this album, Crazy Old Soldier, Out of Your Mind, Mr. Don't Speak Bad About My Music, <laughs> wow. Drinking to Forget, Gotta Travel On, Side 2, He Will Break Your Heart, For Lovers Only Part 2, Hello in there, which was written by Don, John Prine. Yeah, which we sh I can't believe we haven't covered yet. Uh, someone special, and it ain't gonna let you go. One, two, three, I ain't gonna four, let you go. Yeah. Five. Now, out of those two sides, he did five. He wrote five of them. Yeah, split, split. Out of your mind. Half and half. Drinking to forget. Got to travel on. For lovers only, and someone special. Now I will. Oh, I'm not. This is not credit that I'm gonna give him. At least he didn't have any dumb. Uh, novelty songs in this one. I mean, there's still... I honestly couldn't tell you the difference between one song and the other. No. But um, the, at least there was some of that kind of crap. Well, this was 1983. Yeah, it's... And the that whole genre is starting to move on. The other one was... 77. 77. So. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's some... Well, that kind of goes back he's to... He's moved into the 80s now. Well, yeah, well, he's, he's getting old and worn out. And it's like one of the things I was, I was joking about in the first one is like... Once again, I thought the same between the albums. The first album was like, oh, we're rebel, we're all fucking and drinking. And this album's like, oh, baby, please don't leave me. I'm sorry, baby. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> and then, like, the last song, too, it just made me laugh. I ain't gonna let you go again. It's just like him essentially threatening the woman the whole time. It's just, it's just, I, their version of love songs is just usually some sort of uh, psychological torture or physical threats, I think. <laughs> it's a love song. Yeah, that's country. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Ugh. Oh, I, and I, I, I didn't... Uh, they didn't have the uh, runtime, and I forgot to... I think it's actually out. a little bit shorter than the other one. I think it's. I, I think this is the one that was 32. Oh, okay. They weren't long. I mean, all these albums here aren't long, so that's one good thing, I guess. The other thing I want to mention, too, before I get into mine, is that um, one thing with D David Allen Coe, too, he's well-known anti-gay, lesbian, bi, curious, all that. He's, yeah. he's quite staunch against that. What I find funny is that this album cover is probably, like, especially at the back where he's, like, doing that one, it's kind of, like, one of the gayest covers. Like, it's so weird that he would hate gay people and then, like, do that. Wow. He looks like a gay pirate. I read about his crazy our, belts, but look at that. Our matey, shiver me timbers. <laughs> so anyways, I just it's funny that, you know, oh yeah, anyways, I just, I have no other notes about this, 
because it was just totally forgettable. So, hello in there. Uh, David Allen Co., Columbia Records, Catalog FC38926, Canada, 1983. Uh, it's an original, but it does have a hole punch. The condition, the cover is actually, this one's in just in good condition. It's, it's got a little bit of the ring, a little bit of that. But other than that, no, it's it's solid, good corners. Uh, the sleeve is plastic, so it's not original. The vinyl is actually in very good condition, no scratches or anything like that. And the audio, like I said, is the same as last. It's not as, not as good or bad as it, as it could, could be. It could, it could go either way. I will say, though, because this one, like I said, I think this one has a slight edge. It just lacks some, just like the David Edmund, Dave Edmonds, is it just lacks a little base, like low end. But other, yeah, it's, it's all right. Um, uh, photography by Mark Tucker. Art direction by Bill Johnson. So Mark, an American photog from Nashville. 305 credits to his name, and this is the second time on the show. His first time on the show was Alabama's Roll On. Uh, has worked with Al Green, Glenn Campbell, and Ronnie Millsap. <laughs> Bill, American visual artist, uh, art director, and designer for uh, CBS Epic Records. Uh, 297 credits to his name, and he's been on the, on the show previous with Willie and Leon's One for the Road. Which, in hindsight now, that album was pretty good compared to this shit. So, I would go back and change the score of that album, I think. <laughs> now that I've heard what? other... Uh, the album, for, uh, Willie and Leon's One for the Road. Oh, gotcha, okay. I would go back and probably give that a better rating now that I've heard other outlaw country music. <laughs> it seems so much better. Uh, he worked with Marty Robbins, uh, Johnny Cash, and Rick Nelson, which I thought was a kind of a weird combination there. But I guess when you're doing... You're the head of CBS, Epic for art director and designer. You kind of do all kinds of weird shit. I was waiting for you to sneeze. I thought you were going to sneeze. No. Oh. <laughs> so I'm I'm already, I'm I'm done. That's it. I got no notes to add to that. Okay, so I did look up the runtime. Uh, runtime was 41.03. For this? Yeah, 41 minutes. Where did I see? Three seconds. Where did you get that number? Spotify. Oh, I wonder, was it a special edition with extra songs? No, didn't look like it. Oh, really, hey? 11 songs. Okay, yep. Wow, I thought it was, I, I seen somewhere was shorter. Well, that album, it did seem like long, okay. There we go. Um, context, before album was castled in the, Castles in the Sand in 1983. And I think that was, sorry, I think that was the big breakthrough, uh, like, not breakthrough, but that was the like his biggest mainstreamy hit yeah, album. Yeah, I think so too. And this was kind of like an off. Yeah. Kind of like a B size of that, yeah. apparently. And then the after album was Just Divorced 1984. <laughs> which I wouldn't be surprised if he was. Um, Discogs, one for sale from $6. 35 people have it. Three, 13 want it. It gets 3.5 out of 5 with two people um, voting, I guess. Uh, $10.24. $10.24. $10.24. <laughs> across the board. Across no the matter board. what condition it's yeah. in. Again, I give it a one out of five. I zero for me. Just, yeah, just put with the other one. And put I, it I knew that's what you're going to say, and I've already <laughs> written down burn it. Burn it, yeah. It, yeah. Right. And like you said, maybe we once we get a different album, maybe there's another country album in there that has songs that he's written but performed by somebody else. I probably probably love it. Oh yeah, because the songs that he's written, um, and it's true, they are very nice love songs and. You know, to think that they were his product is mind-boggling to me. 
Yeah. Well, given you'll... that all the other stuff I've read about him. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, what if... do you expect when you spend like the first 20 years of your life in and out of uh, prison and, you know. Different homes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, that one's down. I've already put it down, but you're all like There. Down. Okay. And third. Another Dave. Three Daves. Three Daves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And this saved the episode, as far as I'm concerned. Dave Edmonds, repeat when necessary. Dave Edmonds is a Welsh singer, songwriter, guitarist, and record producer. Mm -hmm. He joined his first band when he was just 10 years old. And he just kind of kept going from band to band to band and then decided to go out on his own in 1970. So Repeat When Necessary was released in 1978 and was his fifth studio album. Um, at the time, this was recorded... He was also playing in a band with Nick Lowe. Yeah. No. They were two, they were, I don't know how to put this. They did two different albums. They were identical bands and they did two separate albums concurrently. And uh, the other one was the Nick Lowe, Labor of Lust. Mm -hmm. yeah. And both albums were hits. And um, this one generated two hits, Girls Talk, which was written by Elvis Costello. Yeah, it's funny, we were like. <laughs> and a Queen of Heart, Queen of Hearts, which was later released released by Juice Newton, which is what was a huge hit for which was Juice a huge hit for her. Yeah, uh, and it's funny because we talked about that when we heard Girl Talk. We're like, oh, first of all, hey, Elvis Costello song, good. And then it was like, oh, who did it first? Yeah, exactly. But now we're doing the research. Is yeah, Elvis, Elvis Costello. Costello wrote it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it went to fifty four in the U S. and number thirty nine in the U K. Hmm. It's not bad. Uh, producer was Dave Edmonds. He's got 332 producing credits. Wow. Katie Lang, Jeff Beck, Nick Lowe, Stray Cats, and the Everly Brothers, which one of the Everly Brothers just, just passed away Just yesterday. died, yeah. Or today, I yeah. guess. Yeah, last 24 hours anyway. Um, the track listing on this album, Side A, Girls Talk, Crawling from the Wreckage, The Creature from the Back Black Lagoon, Sweet Little Lisa, and Dynamite. Side B, Queen of Hearts, Home in My Head, Home in my hand, sorry. <laughs> Goodbye, Mr. Good Guy. Take me for a little while. We were both wrong, and bad is bad. Uh, 34 minutes and 10 seconds is the runtime on this. Bad is bad is a Huey Lewis song. Oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah, he actually played harmonica on it. And I think, and then from what I read, is that he took the took that song and put it on to their next one, which was like their big hit, the one with, uh, what's it called, Power of Love or whatever? Mm. That big one that threw... Isn't that from... The movie Back to the Future it was used in that, but whatever whatever album that big album was for them, they yeah. actually put this song that uh, bad that is bad that is bad is on that album. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Um, when the intro, or the one thing that I learned from this one was I didn't realize he was Welsh. I thought he was Canadian. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he quite could be a little tiny ginger guy. Because there's no hint of any sort of what in his voice accent. Oh no no, no 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 yeah I agree with that. Uh, for context. The before album was Tracks on Wax 4, released in 1978, and the after album was called Twangin' in 1981. Which I think that generally this is considered his like last great album. He must have went on the, to produce after that. Yeah, I think so. It kind of just like dropped down, like, you know, the albums didn't sell as well, but it's like, oh, I'm just going to produce. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Because the one before this that you just you mentioned, uh, the tracks on wax was also apparently a big hit for him as well. Mm, okay. So 
Maybe there'll be another Dave Edmonds album in there. Um, <clears throat> for, for me, I'll say, like, that Elvis Costello song, Girl Stop, it doesn't fit on the album. It doesn't, like, it doesn't have the same feel. It's not the same genre. It's just, it's like a, a one-off. And it, I don't, don't get me wrong, I like the Elvis Costello version. This one's not bad. I've definitely heard this one before, but I prefer Costello's. But outside of that, though, it's not, this is like, that's like a super light pop rocky kind of Elvis Costello song. And everything else on here is more like a blues rock Mm, rockabilly country rockabilly yep that kind of stuff which we have never heard in this collection before (laughs) and it isn't off-putting at all um there are some good rockabilly bands out there stray cats yeah which we've covered and um yeah that's another genre i'm not super jacked about it's got oh no not really i was gonna say it it may be in a place like a live show with a bunch of other shit yeah yeah, yeah yeah But just like it as an, we've talked about this before, as an actual album, just sit and listen to it. Never, ever. No, no. It. It, for me, it's just too, no, it's too loud, too noisy, too, it just. Um, That's weird coming from someone who listens to metal, like heavy metal. But it's screechy as opposed to. Well, like it's back to the kind of the sound mix too yeah. on it. Yeah. That I missed. Bo- the, and I think the, the instruments end. too. Yeah. I think the instruments have something to do with it. Yeah. And it's not like a, it. And then I, this album, that's one of my notes that I have, is it got stuck with two shitty country, for me, shitty country albums. I'm not saying, you know, people love them, they're highly rated, whatever. For me, that between, the, and it just, like, gets you in such a shitty mood by the time we got around to listening to it that I'm not, like, I've already tu- tuned out. My brain is, is fucking tuned out. And then when I hear, like, rockabilly, blues, rock shit, and my brain's like, no, no. I'm just, my brain is out, just, like, left, and is gone down the street. Yeah, this is one of those episodes <laughs> for me, too, that... I had a really hard time doing the research because yeah. I just didn't care. Don't care. And there was so much information that I just felt like my brain was coming out my ears. Yeah. And this is why I was telling... And I really had to focus to get it done. And this is why I'm telling people that at the beginning of the show, this is why we're changing that to, to album from an artist rule because it's just... When it's not really great, it's bad. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it makes it harder to do, and it also makes the, whatever the extra album is potentially get a shittier review because we were already in a bad headspace. Yeah, yeah. It did help when we listened to them again, and I listened. We listened to them like out of order. Yeah, yeah. We listened to the Dave Edmonds first. Yes, yeah, so to give them a fair crack, and it it made a difference. I definitely listened, liked it more. Not that I would ever yeah. listen to it again, but I liked to appreciate it more the second time. I like this album. I did. I have did to you? say that Good, I did, okay. yeah. Well, like, it's not a bad album. It's just, I didn't love it, but I liked it. Yeah. And the problem for, for me when it comes to that is just we've already heard so many of these that my brain's like, uh, how, yeah. do you start, how do you start sorting out these fucking albums? And that's the thing when it's not your own collection, right? It's somebody else's, so you're just, you know, you're at the mercy of whatever's there. And <laughs> there is walk. a lot of, we've talked about this before. Yeah, constantly. Every there episode. is a lot of bad stuff in this collection. Yeah, and it's what... Uh, and not just like bad, bad stuff, but like mediocre bad stuff. And that's the stuff that gets me. It's the mediocre bad stuff. Not just the, it's overtly bad. I don't mind because then it's something to talk about. But it's just mediocre bad. So yeah, anyways, I, I agree. And, and this is, I mean, we'll spoil it. Obviously, it's going to be the best of the three. But like, yeah. what is that saying? Yeah, yeah. If this were up against Led Zeppelin, it would be... It'd be, be bottom. You know, or, you know, any number of other bands it would not even be so yeah okay you want to wrap her up 
Uh, did you do your stuff? Oh, already? I did. I'm sorry, I did not. I just like I'm with you. I was just my brain was checked out. <laughs> <laughs> Repeat when necessary. Dave Edmonds, a swan song catalog. Q. That's right. It's a Q. <laughs> S -S oh, Q is in Queen. Yeah, sure. I thought you said Hugh. Oh, so that, as no, in H U G H. Okay, there you go. <laughs> wow, that's different. <laughs> yeah, Q S S eight five zero seven Canada nineteen seventy nine in its original. I thought this one was Hole Punch too, but it's not. Um, the cover is in good condition. It's a slight fade ring, but it's it's solid. It's yeah, and not a lot, uh, not no. a huge fade ring, just, just a little, a little at the top. top. Yeah. yeah, no, that's actually in solid condition. Uh, sleeve plain paper, which is not right because it should be a proper. Um, most of these that just have plain paper or plastic. The vinyl is actually in very good condition again, and the audio is okay. And they're missing the missing the low end, and that was kind of the theme of this. This, this whole entire show it's like the audio is just like yeah okay uh graphics by edward baker photography by lynn goldsmith uh now eddie designer uh, artwork graphics illustrator 24 credits uh he did eddie and the hot rods john kale and uh, junior wells which i don't, don't know any of those people uh and lynn well-known american portrait photographer on the show twice previously was Zappa's Shake Your, Bo Shake Your Booty and Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers' Hard Promises. Has 280 credits to her name, Alice Cooper, Grand Funk, Tom Waits, and so forth. Okay, so then the Discogs information. 28 mm -hmm. for sale from $2. 46 people have it, 14 want it. It gets rated 3.75 out of 5 with 32 people rating. Yeah. So... A lot of people like this album. Yeah, well, all these records, I mean, if you go by the ratings, are all fairly highly rated. And this one is the highest rated of the bunch, I, I think, across the board. Of um, this episode? Yeah, this episode. Yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. yeah. I, I will say, too, I, you know, complain about the rockabilly and stuff. Like, he's a really fucking good guitar player. Like, he, he's, he, he can do that really yes, well. Yes, he not sure taking, is. I'm not taking anything away from his uh, playing abilities or any of their playing abilities and, you know... It's, it's all good. He's got some good licks in there. It's the highest rated by a very slim margin. Yeah, that's what I figured. 3.67 yeah. for the first David Allen Co. and 3.75 for this oh, one. Oh, okay. So wow, very, very, very slim margin. But not as many people voting for it. Oh, okay. There's only three for the John David, David Allen Co. and this one has... Okay, so what would you end up giving it? I gave it 2.5 out of 5. Oh, that's That's funny. I have two here, but I keep, you can see we're across it, I keep bouncing between two and two and a half. Because, like, because of the things we said, you know, he can play, you know, it's all, they do a fine job. It's just, like, because it got stuck with these guys that my brain just can't get past. And so I gave it a two. I think that if it was in a different situation, it would be higher rated. Higher rating. Yeah. And obviously you said already Dave Edmonds was your favorite. Well, yeah, the just the, the best of the three, yeah. And that's Best my, of the worst. That's my favorite of the three as well. Yeah, it's like, it's, it's you know, a well-done album if you're into that kind of stuff. I mean, I can say that about, that's one thing, I like I sit here ranting about, especially the David Allen Coe stuff, but, you know, we said, it, if you're into it, it's good stuff. It's highly rated. I just I just don't dig that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it's hard to be really uh, objective. Uh, although, I, I, if it were our own collection, yeah, maybe. Well, I can be I can be objective, but like it's just not my it's not a genre of music that I, I care about at all. So it's hard to invest the time into like really listening to it and breaking it down like we do because it's just my especially brain. when the lyrics can be so objectionable. 
Yeah, just. But yeah, that's country. But it's like, and it's not even objectionable because, like I said, I listen to some fucked up music, but. But yeah, it's just there's something about it. And I think what it comes down to is just it all sounds the same to me. Yeah. I just can't. There's no differentiating between songs, or really content, lyrical content. So, anyways, there we go. I have good news about Dome. Next episode will be better. I can promise you that. I've already looked. I've already cheated. I don't normally do that till we're done recording this one. But I don't think that I know. Did you tell yeah, me? Yeah, I did tell you. Did you tell me? Yes, that's I've already forgotten. And this next episode will also signify the end of this cubby. So that's four full cubbies we've done with really maybe three left. So yeah. getting down there. And yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to some of this other stuff coming up because some of it's going to, we're kind of, I think we're going to shift into that like kind of light poppy stuff that we also complain about. But I, there's a better variety um, from episode to episode. There's going to be just more different stuff instead of, you know, two of the three of the same thing. So, all right. So, thanks for listening. Thank you. And uh, next time. Oh, thank you.